Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, Lombardi line, another hour to go. We'll get to Monday night and Michael's official play. We'll have Josh join us in just a little bit, but we get you going here. And I want to bring up the Raiders loss at home to the Bears. And we know that Gruden as a favorite, that's a tough spot as a better to back. May I I ask you this question? If I, if if, 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 you're the host, thank you. If I were to pull Raiders fans and I said this to them, is Josh Jacobs the worst back in the NFL? What would they say? I think he's the slowest. Josh Jacobs, to me, feels like one of those that you always talk about where you wait. Well, I don't want to say waste, but use a draft pick on somebody, and then you force it until something comes of it because he doesn't have the explosiveness of Drake. He's like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm fixated Drake, on Jacobs. Drake... Drake Drake had 20 plays two weeks ago to, uh, in uh, the Chargers. They used him. They signed him to that huge contract. He played 20 plays against the Chargers, had two carries for four yards. Yesterday, he's got 12 plays. I mean, like, you, you know, like, what are they doing? He had, two, he had two carries for 11 yards in the game. Jacobs was I mean, like, 15 for 48. 15 carries for 48 yards. Three I average. know, long of 11. I mean, this offensive line for the Raiders is a huge problem. And, and, and I thought they were supposed to be better on defense, Patrick. They gave up 37 rushing attempts for 143 yards. Like Will Hill was saying, they were not going to let Justin Fields participate in this game. There's no way. They were not going to let him participate. I mean, the Raiders knew going into the game it was going to be screens and flats. And, you know, if we stop the run, they can't do it. And Herbert gets 75 yards. They didn't have Montgomery. How is that not a good play for the Raiders? Five and a half. You're playing at home. They don't have Montgomery. They got a rookie quarterback. If you're a playoff team, if you're a Super Bowl caliber team, you go in there and win that game. If you've got veteran leadership on your team, if you've got a team that's really well, you know, well-schooled fundamentally, you go in there, you win that game. What do the Raiders do? The Raiders go in there and they get, you know, 10 penalties for 82 yards. Can't convert in the red zone. I mean, they look bad. They're 5 for 14 on third down. They get 259 yards. I mean, that wasn't, I mean, they didn't have Akeem Hicks inside. Who was going to pressure the inside? Like, what happened? Like, this is, again, the Raiders 3 and 2. I mean, really, how good are the Raiders? We know they're fortunate to beat Baltimore in the opener. We know that. They beat Miami in an overtime game. That's a 50-50 prop, right? I mean, I mean, are they good? We'll find out against Denver this week. Both Denver and, New- and, and, and Las Vegas are struggling after starting 3-0. and 
So a 29 loser for the Raiders at home as five and a half point favorites, Michael. And they just got beat by a team that was afraid of their own quarterback. And I bring this example up fields. When, 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 when a first down could have iced the game late, it was like third and seven. They were setting up design runs for fields because they were afraid of them throwing the football. It's 12 of 20. I mean, it, literally, they were playing with a hand tied behind their back, and the Raiders got beat at home. At their own game. And, and you know, Khalil Mack, you know, uh, you know, Khalil Mack has eight tackles, a sack. You know, I mean, he just basically uh, destroyed them. They did. You know, he was he was determined to make sure Gruden knew he was going to take the game over, you know, and and he did. And he did. I I was really for all the conversation. I said this to to Will Hill yesterday. I said, we're going to find out how much the team loves Gruden here for all the conversation. You would thought they would have come out and really responded. Right. I thought they were flat. Oh, totally flat. No juice. At, at a brand new stadium, which with all the accoutrement, uh, car was bad, but just the level, you just, you just nailed it. When I'm watching the game, I'm like, man, this, this feels like a preseason game. Like, where's the juice from this team? Especially after your coach makes an ass of himself, your people are coming out in support of him. You feel like there'd be a little, a bit of a jolt there. There was nothing for the Raiders. They were listless. Yeah, no, I know. I, I mean, it's just, to me, it was so disappointing as a Raider fan. You're in year four of Gruden's program. You're home. You're a five-and-a-half-point favorite. You've got the better quarterback. You've got the better offense. You're playing against a good defense, but that shouldn't stop you. You know, I mean, it's to me, it just tells you your, your program's not where it needs to be yet. And you've got four years in now. You're four years in. Good defense, but it's a one-dimensional offense. Like, aren't you, if you're scheming for this game, if you're on the Raiders staff, aren't you licking your lips? Like, this is a great opportunity. They're completely marginalized on offense. We'll be fine. Like, Fields can't beat us. Let's just go out there and execute. And they got beat 20-9 at home. You give up four, six, not when you give up 4-6 a carry. I mean, not when you give up 4-6. They can't get the ball to Waller. Waller's got 28 catches. He's second on the team. Well, he's first on the team tied with Renfro. I mean, you know, everybody talks about Renfro's a great player. He's this. His longest gain is 27 yards. How's that going to beat anybody? He averages 11 yards a catch. He's a. I mean, no, he's a nice you're right. player. Waller's the difference maker. I mean, you're right. He should be the, the difference maker. Waller. Yes. We got to get the ball to Rugs and Waller. We, you know, we're getting it to Renfro. I like Renfro. Renfro's a nice player. You know, but you're not going to. He, he, 27 yards is his longest pass play. At one point, I mean, Waller... you got to get the ball down the. We got. Why do we have this quarterback with this arm if we're not getting it down the field? You know, and 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 here's the thing that's amazing. We talk about Gruden. I do too. I, I'm a great offensive coach. He scored eight points in the first quarter all year. In five games, they've scored eight points in the first quarter. Middle eight I mean, yesterday was 30, disgusting. Oh, it's horrible. He doesn't even know the middle eight. I mean, he doesn't even know the middle eight. I'm. Couldn't have been less impressed by an offensive game plan. And then you just nailed it. When you know that Fields, they're afraid of their own quarterback, how do you let them run the football? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you not force them into a negative play and say, okay, now it's second? Because on second and 19, they're going to run screen. That was without you know, Montgomery. They're going to run a screen. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. and this is without Montgomery. Yeah, I. I mean, when you when you, when Matt Nagy shows up and and steal and wins a game on you. Raider Nation, you got to be worried about this now. Your boy Nagy. You're paying this guy $100 million for 10 years, and this is what we get in year four? Keep him away from now, email. I know you're not going to win all the games. I get that. I get you're not going to win all the games. I know there's going to be some stubs in the toe. I know that. I'm not overreacting. But you can't lose to Chicago at home without their best player and a rookie quarterback. I mean, if Andy Dalton would have played, I would have not taken it. I would have not touched the game. The reason I liked the game was because Fields was playing. Like the I same said, reason why, you know, people were taking Arizona because Lance was playing. In obvious passing spots, they're running RPOs because they're afraid of Fields. The Bears are afraid of Fields. Uh, it's just, it was, it was really, and it, thank God they have, a, they, I don't know, that's a top three kicker in football because they kept on setting up 47, 48 yarders to ice it. And he kept on making those kicks. I mean, this was, it, it was an ugly game to, to say the least. Speaking of ugly, 
So we t- spoke with Thomas a little earlier about Philly fans not needing the two and a half point. Just give them the money line. No. You you nailed this with Carolina being completely banged up. A 21-18 winner. It was an ugly game, and Philly picks up a win here. And Sam Darnold played like he did for the Jets. That's, that, that's really the story. I mean, he played like he did for the Jets. And not that Hurts played any better by any means. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's not confuse that. This game was won exactly how the, how we talked about it on the show in the morning. The Eagles front won the game. Hargrave, Cox, they put pressure on Darnold. Darnold made mistakes. And if McCaffrey plays, they win by two touchdowns. They win by two touchdowns. I mean, Chubba had 100 yards rushing. They couldn't convert on third down. He missed wide open receivers across the field. And, you know, they get a punt blocked. I mean, this is a tough one. They get a punt blocked. I mean, the the Panthers get that punt blocked, and they made too many mistakes. They had nine penalties in the game. And, you know, a lot of that, when you have that many penalties, it's because you can't block them. You're getting called for holding. It was, uh, what was the average for Darnold? 4-8? Yikes. Yeah. Oh, yikes. And a couple of those picks were ugly. It, you're right. It did. It, it almost like it, it, he rewired back to the Jets. But without McCaffrey, I mean, your boy Chuba, it, it was fine. But without McCaffrey, this is a completely different team. Some of those runs Chuba had would have been 20 yard gains. I mean, mm-hmm. he might have, you know, Chuba ran for 100. McCaffrey might have ran for 175. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, yeah, Chuba averaged 4 right. 2. McCaffrey would have, he had a long of 26. But, you know, the thing is, is Hertz didn't play well at all. I mean, 37 attempts for 198 yards, interception. You know, the Eagles just hung around. It's what happens when you don't put a team away early, you know, and then they get they they get a uh, get a bad snap by Kelsey, and they, they don't fall on it, and they get the safety instead of the touchdown. There's the game right there. Best unit was up front for the Eagles in the game. I mean, no they doubt. were just. That, that was that the was, game. We knew it going in. We knew it going in. Um. Your boy Tom. I mean, the looks... second half. Here's the Eagles' second half: punt, fumble, interception, punt. Those three series. Those three series. But what happens when the when, when the Panthers get the ball? They go punt, punt, interception. They did nothing with those turnovers. That's why you lose football games. They had more punts than your boy had highlighters, and that's a lot of highlighters. Yeah. He didn't have a highlighter. Now he honored players yesterday. It was an honoring day. He had Brandon Graham's jersey number. He had Lane Johnson's, and he had somebody else's number on his hat. I don't know what he was honoring. Why Why is he doing that? I, I don't know. You have to ask him. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. I'll check in. There. Uh, it, well, I will come back and discuss this, but uh, it appears your boy Tom, uh, maybe you call him Tommy, he feels good in another five-touchdown game yesterday. My gosh. I mean – you know, that was one of those where you, when you kept looking at that line, how are they going to cover Miami? They can't score enough points. And 21 points in the fourth quarter by the Bucks really did the did that number in. And I think a lot of people were smart to play the Bucks. I mean, because there's sometimes these lines, you know, you, they're deciding between Detroit, Minnesota, or Tampa against Miami. You know, the people who took Tampa were the smarter ones. When we come back, I want to discuss Miami. Is this is this a ship as for betters? sinking the rest of the way. And this has nothing to do with Tua. Well, I guess it could. It always comes back to Tua. But when we come back, we'll discuss Tampa Bay just obliterating Miami 45-17 here on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Of course, it's VSIN, the sports betting network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the hockey guide is out. You got your boy Sunshine, you got strategies, best bets, in-depth analysis, experts, team and player predictions, daily betting tips. If you're just getting involved in hockey betting, it's a ton of fun. And it's only 9.99 for the VSEN NHL guide out now. Go to vsen.com/subscribe. For more information, it's vsen.com/subscribe. We're going to mix it up a little bit here cuz I'd like we like the graphics Matt and the crew brought up. So let's step into Michael Lombardi's office. And I believe we're going to start with urban. So we'll go ahead and throw it up. <laughs> How about this? Step into my office where Michael helps out a little culture building. Nothing. It never hurt anybody. Go ahead and throw it up there, guys. Urban Meyer step into my office, a loss, a 37 and 19 on Sunday. Now Owen five on the season. What do you got to say to your boy herb? Well, I think, you know, you're getting closer than you think. And even though the game was you didn't cover a spread and, you, you know, you got outscored in, in the second half, 13 to 6, but I think you're making progress. And I think as long as you can convince the team that you believe in them, that you have confidence, and you need to demonstrate that on the field, I think anytime you have hesitation, you're not sure what to do, they're going to follow your lead. And I, and I think you really have to do a good job of setting the tempo. You've got to overcome yourself. I think that's going to be the critical component. We've got to overcome ourselves. And you've got to slow the game down. Robinson can run the ball. Lawrence is getting better. Let's just try to find a way to where we can stop the other team from running the ball down our throat and try to keep this game into the fourth quarter and make plays. That's got to be the number one objective. We've got to get better in the kicking game, and we've got to get better with our run defense. If you could focus on those two things, we might have a chance to turn this thing around. Okay, Urban, thanks for coming. Don't forget to uh, join your team on the flight. Uh, Zach Taylor, step into my office. This was a huge spot for Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals came into this game three and one. They're three and two on the season. Now three point loss at home to the Packers. It's your friend, Zachary. What do you have to say to him? Well, Zach, look, you know, I, I think that the reality here is if we're not going to protect this quarterback any better than what we're doing, then we're, we're just going to get himself hurt. And he's going to throw more interceptions than he throws touchdown passes. And I know you want to get five out. I know that. I know you want to be able to be the offensive guru, but until we can protect, until we can get a better way of making sure he's comfortable under the center, then we've got to be able to do that. And and obviously, Mixon wasn't 100% healthy yesterday. Perrine's now going to be down with COVID. We're going to lose our starting right guard because of COVID. We've got to figure this offensive line out. It's the Achilles heel of our team. And if we're going to take a giant step forward, we must be able to do that. We've got to execute better on third down. And we've got to start the game out faster. We can't go two, three and outs. We've got to start the game out faster. We get the ball in the 42-yard line on Green Bay from an interception, and we go three plays in game one yard. We've got to be able to start the game faster and not have to play catch-up. And when we have to play catch-up, we're always going to have to protect better, and we can't. We've got to play to our team. We shouldn't have any drop-back passes or go empty. We should always be in protection. Think protection first, then think about making those plays. Michael Lombardi's office is open. Zach, thanks for coming. Don't let the door hit you. Next, 17-10 loss against the Cardinals. He's got a rookie quarterback. 
Step into my office, step into Michael's office, Kyle Shanahan. Well, look, Kyle, I mean, we've kind of known where we're going to be on this one. When we decided not to draft Mac Jones, when we listened to Twitter and said that you can't take Mac Jones, the third pick in the draft, you know, we took Trey Lance. We bought into this big guy with a gun, and he does have a huge arm, but he doesn't have any touch. Can we teach him to throw the ball with touch? You know, we're going to need to be a single-wing team as long as he's going to be our quarterback. And we're going to have to come up with different ways to run the football with him as the running back. I mean, let's make no mistake about it. And we've got to find a way without Kittle to get the ball down the middle of the field. And it's going to be a challenge, and I know that. Because our defense is playing really well right now. Our defense is playing the level we needed them to play. Where we're just not playing very good as offensively. We need a passing game. Whether Lance can get us that or not. But I think what we're going to have to do is just try to get him to throw a few, or three or four play-action passes and hope he can hang on. Because ultimately, we are in the single wing. I urge you to watch Clark Shaughnessy's offense back at the single wing and put some of those plays in because that's what we're dealing with. Or just go all in, go wing T. We ran the wing uh, well, T in I high school. I think this, Patrick, you know, I mean, he had more rushing attempts than he had completions. He had more rushing attempts than he had completions. He averaged five, six a carry. He had a long, as long as pass was 26 yards. Look, it, and, and here's the problem, and this is where Kyle and I have to have it really. The more we show him running the football, the more defenses are going to understand how to play him. It's going to get harder, not easier. Most fans think it gets easier because when once the kid plays a little bit, he gains more experience. No, it gets harder because coordinators see, okay, I got it now. This is what they want to do. They run around a counter with the quarterback. They run around. They run around sweep on any third and four. They're going to try to put the ball in his hands, you know. And look, the other thing I would say to Kyle, Kyle, at third and one or fourth and one, we got a six foot four, two hundred fifty pound man. Can we just put him in the game and let him go do it? Because giving it to to our fullback on fourth and one, sneaking it doesn't work. Great job, Kyle Shanahan. Thank you, buddy. At least you have those first round picks to cover any holes in the next couple of years. No, you don't. Oh, no, you don't. no, we don't. That's right. That's but right. you got Trey Lance, and Twitter loves him. So I can only imagine how much Twitter loves him today. You know that. He can do no wrong. You know that. He's probably great. You win the Twitter award, which is uh, that's awesome. All right, enough, enough of the coaches. Coming into our office here is the guy, a, personal, a similar personality to you, Odell Beckham Jr. You guys will get along. Uh, he caught two of three targets for 29 yards in the Browns' week five loss to the Chargers. What are you going to say to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. there? Well, I think that's a hard one. I mean, obviously, Ken hadn't been able to get the ball in the end zone, so that's a concern, right? You know, and, and it had a huge key drop on third down for us. Really hurt us. Really hurt us. And, I mean, you're just going to have to play better. I mean, you're going to have to focus and work. You've got nine catches, 13.8 yards, uh, a reception this year, no touchdowns. It's not our fault. It's yours. You've got to step up. You've got to become the receiver we're paying you to be. We're paying you $16 million a year. You got to take a giant mother may I step up. But right now Higgins is ahead of you. People Jones is ahead of you. You know, we're not getting the same production out of you we need. We're getting the production similar to Landry, only Landry catches the ball better. You got to take your game up because you know, them was then, now is now. And what people remember is the great catch you made against the Cowboys one-handed. But we haven't seen much of that. You know, you were a touchdown machine your first two, three years in the league. You can't get there anymore. It's going to take more work. You're either going to have to rededicate yourself or you're going to be on the waiver wire next year. Also, that reminds me, if not now, when? If not now, when? I mean, when are we going to get it? I mean, seriously, when are we going to get it out of them? You suppose, oh, we get Beckham back. We get Beckham back. I remember I used to do a show, you know, this is a certain announcer. He thought Beckham was the greatest player in the history of football. I mean, seriously. Like, what, what, is it, what has Beckham done in the last three? He hasn't done anything. I mean, he's, he's a little, he hasn't put out a hit album in a long, long time. I mean, he's Southside. You know, <laughs> we need some more material, man. Hey, I got a, th- I got a curveball for you. And you're going to have to move back a little bit because I'm going inch- to have all the Lions fans step into Michael Lombardi's office. And here's why. The amount of text I got yesterday, I didn't even, I, from, from friends saying, Jared Goff at the beginning of the year, look at his record. I can't believe we got Jared Goff. We're so excited. Now that Lions fans have actually watched him key in on receivers and play football, they're all freaking out and saying, wait, Jared Goff isn't as good as I thought his record indicated. What would you say to Lions fans watching Jared Goff? Jared Goff is testimonial to why head coaches should make 10, 12, 15 million a year. Because the head coach was carrying the program, not Mr. Goff. Okay, 
Goff got thirty-three million from the Rams. They should have gave it to McVay, right? They should have gave they should have gave Goff eight million and gave McVay for thirty-three million. Because there's the difference, right? Look, the best thing we have going for us is Lions fans. Well, not really. We should get. Can we get back to our old uniforms? Can we get back to the uniform that Alex Karras wore? Can we get back to the uniform that some of the great Lions players wore in the past? Because we have great history, not with these uniforms. But forgetting about that, what we do know now is simply this. We need a quarterback. Let's embrace it. Let's embrace it. He's not good enough. No. We're not, not going to go anywhere with him. We're no different with him than we are with anybody else that can't play. We were just a little dressed up better. We've scored 98 points in five games, you know. Our defense is terrible. We're not going to win games with this guy playing quarterback. We've scored 17, 17, 14, and 17. That's about right. But what we do know, which is more uh, of what is the greatest thing to learn of all time, is we need a quarterback badly. And that's our number one priority. Until we fix that, we can't do anything else. The argument was he took a team to the Super Bowl. The text I'm getting now is this guy is horrible. If you wa- if you just yeah. watch him play to play, I, shouldn't we have trusted Sean McVay's instincts that he wanted to move on from the guy? He was. How the- about listen to me, Lions fans? I've been saying this before Sean McVay said it. I, Sean McVay should have paid me $5 million. I could have tipped him off on it. I was screaming it when I was living in Los Angeles. The guy can't. The guy's scared to death of a shadow. He's not going to throw the ball and hang in there. If he waits 10 seconds, if he waits a tenth of a second longer, they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, golf can't, I mean, all those golf people, I mean, there's some of them on the worldwide leader that we'll hear them tonight. Oh, golf's great. You know, and every time golf completed a pass, it couldn't wait. There was like, a, you know, here comes a tweet. Oh, golf is great. He's tremendous. Anybody who didn't like golf is insane. Where are you now? Where are you now? Most important takeaway from all of that, step into my office, which is my favorite segment of the week, is Sean McVay, you owe Michael Lombardi $5 million. He should pay me five million. I could have saved him a ton of money. You can write a check. I was screaming it. Give it to him in Bitcoin. Hey, by the way, I got um, Ben Simmons news coming Give up. Give it to after me in Josh. Southside Johnny albums. Yeah. <laughs> we continue. It's the Lombardi line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, got a long time long ways to go, I should say. Football season vsen.com/subscribe. You get everything we offer including the best bets which we send out throughout the day, experts uh, picks for 22 bucks a month. That includes 24/7 video streaming which is tremendous, also betting splits. New feature at vsen.com. It's all for 22 bucks. Go to vsen.com slash subscribe for more information. Okay, we're still waiting to see if the wire clears from McVay to Lombardi for five mil. We'll keep an eye on that as we bring in our buddy I'd Josh. I'll do it for two and a half. I'll take two and a half. I mean, he, if he listened to me, I was screaming at Patrick. You should. I mean, there's a clip that used to, I did, I did Rich Eisen show when I was living in LA and they asked me what I thought of golf. And I said, I don't think he's got great anticipation. I think it's a play action pass game. And, 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 oh, my God, I got roasted. People were like, oh, look at you. You're an idiot. And when he was winning, like, I don't know why people just don't blitz him more. It's, it, it, you know, it is what it is. He, like, he gets look, the... One thing about me, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I got no problem. To me, the greatest lessons you learn in life is when you're wrong and you admit it. You kind of know. But but to me, that, that one wasn't one I never thought I was wrong. I'm like, I don't think I'm wrong on Tua. Like, you could say whatever you want. I don't think I'm wrong on Tua. I, I think Tua will shoot, show that he's not able to make those plays. I think you said something earlier. The It's an old adage somebody taught me way early on in betting. You can learn more from your losing bets than you do from your winning bets. And there's Yeah, you, you, you got to sit there and go through them. Like, what happened? Like, I blew that Raider thing. It makes me so angry. And I, and I write it down, and I read what I wrote, too. You know, and on on the well, – before I put tweet it out, I, I like I put it in here, and I wrote – you know, like, like uh, I know Bill Berman doesn't agree that he just wants to win, but I wrote, you know, the, the, the Las Vegas, Chicago, you win if Fields plays like a rookie. You know, uh, with Hicks out, no rush, how can, the, how can the Bears keep pace? Lose if the Raiders turn the ball over or if they don't throw the ball. You know, you got to write down why you win, why you lose. You know, Giants, you win if, if the game is slower than expected and New York can throw the ball effectively. You lose if, if the Giants don't protect and turn the ball over and can't throw it. I mean, you got to write that down. You got to write down, like, why, how you see the game going. 
You know, and you you know, and Will Hill's right. There's always a couple plays like that San Francisco game. If you were on the San Francisco side, you know, okay, you could make the case that it, you you probably should have covered if a couple things. But you you know, your risk of betting a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, to cover, dangerous, dangerous. Fields did. Fields did, and they were afraid of him. His own team was afraid of him. All right, so we bring in Josh Market Insights. Josh, the favorites and overs fought back yesterday for the betting market. They really did, and again, you tip your cap to the public here, guys. They had a good day yesterday. We were waiting for this regression to take place. We had dogs cashing about a 60% clip through the first uh, four weeks. Then what do you see yesterday? A lot of these chalky favorites did well. So, uh, you know, we got to check in on TG and the sports books here, but we saw yesterday 8-6 and ATS here with these favorites. On the year, the dogs are still up, guys. They're 44 and 35 against the spread, 56%. Also, those overs. We know that as you know, public betters and recreational betters, guys, we always started there. Uh, it's fun to root for points. It's fun to root for quote unquote the better team. You see this bias toward favorites and overs. Um, this is a week where it came through. These overs, nine and five. You still have the unders, 43 and 36, 54% overall. But one takeaway again that doesn't always tell the story. I always look at you know overall how did favorites dogs totals do. Here's the thing: uh, the system that we were talking about these short road dogs six or less three and two ATS yesterday. Uh, they're now on the year 22 and eight against the spread. This would cash with the Bills, the Bears, and the Eagles. But also, guys, if we take it a step further, if you're a short uh, road dog three or less, very 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 short here. You went two and one yesterday. You're now 11 and three ATS with the Eagles and uh, and with the um, the Bills coming through there for you. Uh, so these are the takeaways that I would look for. I want to know moving forward, guys, how does this play for tonight? We have a really, really lopsided play where at BetMGM, 84% of tickets are on the Ravens tonight. So what does this tell you? Uh, betting public had a good day yesterday. What do they do tonight? Are they feeling you know spicy? Are they feeling good? Are they just going to get down and say, let me keep rolling, double down on the Ravens? Uh, I'd be looking at looking at the Colts here, guys. You know, there's a couple of things. We talk about super lopsided plays, 84% of tickets at BetMGM on the Ravens. This has been a bit of a line freeze. You know, open at minus seven. Uh, I, I saw one opener six and a half, got up to seven very quickly, but it's been pretty much minus seven Ravens all week. We are seeing the juice minus seven, minus 115. So I think if you're a guy like me looking to buy low, put the hazmat suit for the Colts, hold out for the hook. You may get the seven and a half. We get closer to game time here. Here's another distinction, guys. Dogs on the year, which you had a favorite day yesterday. Uh, dogs are still up on the season, but a huge distinction road dogs versus home dogs. Home dogs only 14 and five against the spread. Road dogs. 29 and 19 ATS. That will be a system match 60% here on the Colts. Also, these primetime dogs, eight and six ATS overall, uh, 59% last couple years. And here's another nugget just uh, in terms of Lamar Jackson as a big favorite, minus seven or more. Uh, he's 19 and three straight up. So, probably a lot of teasers, seven down to one with Baltimore, probably a lot of survivors with Baltimore tonight, guys. But only 12 and 10 ATS as a favorite of seven or more. And as a favorite in general uh, at home, eight and 12 ATS. So, uh, I'd be looking at maybe the Colts plus the points here, guys, and keep an eye on Carson Wentz. There's a prop bet I was looking at over 225 and a half passing yards. He's gone this over this number three or four games. Baltimore, 24th in pass defense this year, giving up 273 a game. Really contrarian spot here if you want to look at the Colts tonight, guys. You know, you talk about, you know, we talk about these games all the time. And last week, last Sunday night, we were talking about how the, the, this is the most contrarian play of all was the Patriots. But I, I got to be honest, of, of all the games that I've seen doing this for three years, going into tonight's game with 43,000 tickets, only 8% of the money is on the Colts. Like that's like there was more money on the Patriots last Sunday than there were on the Colts today. Just about the same amount of tickets, too. I mean, it's really remarkable how no one's buying, and, and for good reason. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a pros and Joes play here. I think this is nobody trusts Carson Wentz play. I think that's what it is, and I think the pressure from Baltimore playing at home. You know, they get back in there and they've got to be able to put pressure. It's the worst kind of team for Wentz to play against. I mean, remember this Colt team went into Tennessee against a bad defense. I mean, we saw Jacksonville just put 500 yards on Tennessee. And Tennessee was healthier. They had Bud Dupree out there. They had some guys, right? And they put almost 500 yards. And and Indianapolis couldn't move the ball because they pressured Wentz. So for me, maybe Wentz turns it around. But I've yet to see a game, especially, what are we, it's 1.30, you know, we're about eight hours from kickoff. Uh, you know, I mean, the 8% of the money, that's unheard of. 
But that's there's an avalanche of both tickets and money on the Ravens tonight. So here's my question, and Josh, you mentioned it, but Mike, why aren't we going to – listen, I know if we see seven and a half, it'll get hit right back down to seven quickly, but I'm waiting for that hook. on You know, why haven't we off essentially a seven opener moved to seven and a half there, Michael, is a curious question. Because I think it's that hook. I think that they don't want to move it. I, I think that's the problem. I think that – you know that it really it's to me it's the only way to balance it right i mean i'm not a booking expert but to me if you wanted to get some colt money wouldn't you go to the hook yeah you would think wouldn't so you go to the you, hook you would think I so mean, yeah. i mean cuz you got a 92% of the money's coming in i mean this isn't well, this isn't the sharps are playing it this is everybody's playing it you know this is everybody's playing it there's no there of that 8% 24% of the tickets only 8% of the money this means this means everybody thinks Baltimore's going to kill it. Yet, Josh, we haven't seen the hook, and I'm waiting for it. Josh, what's up? I think it's a great point, guys. This is what I really get interested in when I look at line movement because it, oftentimes we just say, look at big line moves. Let's see, you know, an opener of three gets up to five, or you know, a six gets down to four. But sometimes it's the lack of line movement that really you know piques my interest because you guys just mentioned it, and Michael laid it out perfectly. Everybody's on Baltimore here. Yet, why aren't they going to seven and a half? Why didn't they go up to eight? Nine times out of 10, when you see such lopsided betting, both tickets and handle, the books will adjust it toward that popular side, make them more of a favorite to entice betting the other way. But that's not what's happening. Again, we may get to seven and a half. I'm seeing these books minus seven, minus 115. So I think, you know, if you like Baltimore, I think the seven's going to be your best number. If you like the, the uh, Colts here, though, Patrick, you made a great point. Wait it out, you may get the hook. But again, if all this heavy betting is on the Ravens, why won't this line creep up? tells me books are a little more concerned about handing out the hook than they are for all this avalanche of both uh, public money and maybe a little respected money here, uh, just in terms of a, a discrepancy bets versus dollars to the to the Ravens here. So again, next move is meaningful, but why isn't it moved? If there's all this betting on the Ravens, tells me they're a little concerned about going to the hook with there with Colts backers. Yeah. And if you're waiting for the hook, it's just, I got 120 on two uh, on two books here in town yeah, I mean, on they're, the seven. They're making you pay the. They're, they're making their pay the exactly, big. Exactly. But to me, it's it's this is not you know they don't want to go to the hook. They don't want to balance their number. You know now maybe they will balance the number. Should they rather take the vig than balance their numbers? Is basically what they're saying. And that's going to be a a big. A Bigfoot hook or a Loch Ness monster hook because it's going to disappear quickly. And there's only going to be a few people that saw it. It'll oh, come right. It's, it's going to close yeah. seven is what I'm saying. Right, Josh? Wouldn't you say? I would say, yeah, once that hook's out there, I think it's going to get hammered and bring it back down. Uh, one game just, guys, I know we're up against it. Real quick, Michael, want your take on Chargers-Baltimore. Uh, this is going to be rest advantage for the Chargers. Obviously did it again against the uh, another win yesterday against the Browns. But I'm seeing, I know this is a game that we're thinking about Baltimore tonight, but next week, keep an eye out. A lot of these books were Baltimore minus three and a half. Looks like it's getting down to three for the Chargers. We talked about these road dogs, these short road dogs that all match with Herbert. What do you think, Michael? Should we grab the hook now three and a half with the Chargers, thinking it may get to three? You know, I tell you, the Chargers played a doubleheader. You know, I know Baltimore's playing tonight. They played a doubleheader. I think that three and a half is Baltimore. I think they'll have a hard time stopping Baltimore. I really do. All right. We shall see. Josh, great job. Market Insights is the pod. Betting across America as well. That's Josh Applebaum. When we come back, we haven't broken down that Patriot team, which we will do. Also, Pittsburgh just lost a huge piece on offense. We'll discuss. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. Tonight, BetMGM King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime, Indy, Baltimore. Either team scores a touchdown, you win $200. You bet a 10, you win 200. It's pretty simple. Bonus code VSEN200, VSIN200. Okay, again, Indy, Baltimore scores a touchdown, you win the 200 bucks. BetMGM just begging to give you money. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have issue okay we welcome you back here on the Lombardi line so how about this Pittsburgh they were catching a point and a half I saw a book with two to Denver last night uh, a straight up winner Pittsburgh it's Tomlin you just can't piece together 27 19 it looks like Michael though they're going to lose Juju Smith Schuster to surgery up to four months here so he's done he's done you know and Nigel Harris had a breakout game I mean he ran for 122 yards. He was uh, explosive. You know, he made some big plays. Claypool now has become their their go-to guy. He's got a 50-yard gain, 59-yard play. You know, they had him. They were missing a bunch of players in this game too. And Roethlisberger, although he only had 15 completions, which is about what he should have, he was able to make some plays against a Denver defense that I thought was going to play better in this game than they actually did. And Teddy Two Gloves throws the interception. I mean, they got a chance to come back at the end of the game, throws the interception. But this was one of those games that Pittsburgh dominated, especially on third down. They held they held Denver to two for twelve on third down, you know, and they were able to control the pace of the game with their running game. They only played twenty six minutes of defense, basically twenty seven, and they were able to take the game over. Hats off to Pittsburgh. I didn't see this one coming. I thought Denver would go back there and play well. Second time in a row that Pittsburgh's beaten Denver on their own field. You know, the big one, and he got crushed. But the big one right now, when you go to the box, one thing I do is when I look at Pittsburgh, Michael, I look how many times was Ben sacked. Just one sack yeah. against a defense you would have expected more yesterday. I would have expected more. They, they protected much better, and they're improving. Obviously, when they can get – well, you know, here's the whole thing. I mean, you know, when Ben only has to throw the ball on a minimum amount of time, threw it 25 times, you know, and they can get 35 carries, and they can get 35 carries, you know, now you got a chance. They had 35 carries and 15 completions. That's 15 rushes and completions. You know, where Denver couldn't run the ball. I mean, Denver had 18 carries for 106 yards. They just didn't, they got behind in the game. They couldn't run the ball. One that they couldn't run it. They couldn't run the ball because of the situation. Also, you nailed it. Ben was an average over 10 as far as 10.1 yesterday. So if you're going to. Made a couple throws down the field. That's what's, that's what's got to happen. It, once you get protected, you can do that. People say all the time, well, Mac Jones, he's not throwing it down the field. Well, he wasn't getting protected. For Pittsburgh betters moving forward, there's two things. We just said the sacks, but also, as you mentioned, a breakout game from Najee Harris. Forget about the running back. Forget about Ben. What does that mean? It means their offensive line stepped up. So we'll see if that moves yeah, forward. Well. we'll see if that continues. Because no that's a very good Denver team, defense. So uh, you've got to give it, it, them you credit. Think it would be, it, you would think it would be. And now they're 3-2. and two. That, was a, that was another game. Denver, like the Raiders, they had to go back there and beat a wounded Pittsburgh team, and they, and they couldn't do it. That's true. And as you pointed out, De- Broncos had you know hadn't beaten anybody, so they're starting right. to get into I mean, that meat the of their problem. schedule. Now, now you know now they're three. They opened up three and a half on uh, on the Raiders. Now it's down to three. I, I have a feeling that one will come in right around. I think that'll stay around three, maybe go down to three, two and a half. I think that'll stay right in those two, that spot right there. 
Okay. Let's we we have to discuss. It's it's a team in New England that's minus five as far as tur- turnover differential this year. Every time I looked, and now you can tell me if I was just looking at inopportune times for Patriot fans. Every time I looked, it felt like they were giving up chunk plays to this Houston team. A 25-22 winner, so they walk away with a win. You know, opening drive of the game, the the Texans take the ball down the field. They go they go 18 plays and go 79 yards. They convert a couple fourth downs on that drive, and they were able to make a play. And then they went a three-play drive where he just throws it up. He's get he's going to get sacked. He throws it up and the kid makes a great catch. Chris Moore, the Cincinnati receiver. Then they come back after the turnover. Damian Harris fumbles going into the end zone. Right, he's going into the end zone for a score. They ruled it a touchdown. They took it off the board. Said he fumbled right before he went in. Didn't cross the goal line. They take it 15 plays, go 83 yards down the field and convert two third and 16s along the way. And then once they did that, that was pretty much the end of it. They ran the trick play on their first drive of the second half. And after that, they really couldn't do it. The second half, the Patriots played better on defense. They were able to force some negative plays. They got, they got a little bit of pressure on Davis Mills and he wasn't as effective. And then their offense kind of got a little bit going. And really the, the turning point of the game was it was a fourth and two, and the Texans tried to run this fake punt, but then they really wanted to punt it. But their punter didn't get enough depth, and he punted the ball off the helmet of one of his of his men, and it went it went stage left, completely out of the sideline by the Patriots. Patriots didn't do anything with the football on the drive, but they got three points. They got three points. They made a long, long field goal, and those three points were the difference in the game. And then the Patriots were able to get the ball with 7:15 to go in the game in the fourth quarter. And they put together their best drive. They went 15 plays, 84 yards, and made the field goal with no, t- basically 15 seconds on the clock and won the game. They ended up closing eight, one by three, 25, 22. So, and we talked about that crazy low total, 39 and a half, 39. Some books had it. So it does cash to the over as far as the totals. You know, and, and this was survivor in this one, the, the Patriots had 443 tickets and, and everybody who texted me during the week and said, what do you think about the Patriots and Survivor? I was against it, but yet I didn't recommend eight and a half on Houston. I should have, because if you're not going to take them in Survivor, you should certainly take the eight and a half. Before we get to your official play for Monday Night Football, I've got some good news for you. Now, I understand you're a Miami Heat fan when it comes to the association. Yeah, I am. But uh, yes. the 76ers are doing everything to pull you back in. And part of that no, plan they're is they're making no, progress they're with no. Ben Simmons. So this is a feel-good moment to end our Monday show. They're making progress with Ben mean? Simmons. What does that mean? That means they can't trade him. They can't get anything. I mean, at some point, clutch management and, and whatever his name is, Paul, the agent, who's driven up this whole narrative, you know, I mean, the one thing is they've called the bluff. Like nobody wants to pay anything for the guy. The guy is maybe he shouldn't be a max player right now. He's labeled a bad contract. And the only way to shut people up is to prove them wrong. So, you know, he's going to have to come back in hat in hand. Now I'm sure we'll hear the same thing. Well, you know, that's what happened to Aaron Rodgers. He had to come back with his hat in his hand. And, you know, the 76ers made this concession. They made that concession. Michael Corleone did this and Michael, you know, they went through the whole thing, right? But the whole reality of it is this is completely mishandled by Paul of clutch management. Like, shut up. Like, don't, don't draw lines in sand. Just shut up. Your player didn't play good. Like, you should be on him, not on the team that he's representing. I gave him $180 Maybe Rich Paul's having a hard time with the time change because he's in London with your girl Adele. Maybe. You know, maybe he's getting advice from her. I don't know. You know, maybe he's on her workout program. I don't know. All (laughs) I know is this. It's a valid point. All I know is this. I know that, you know, when you call these agents bluffs, you know, they're great at controlling the narrative. They're great at controlling the narrative when it's the offseason. Deshaun Watson, he's never playing again. He's never going to wear a uniform again. Never, never, never. Right? Aaron Rodgers will never go back to green. You know, all that. We fall for it every year. We fall for it every year. Well, he means it. He means he means it so much that when a million dollars came out of his paycheck and they realized the eight five wasn't going to him, that's nine five. Money speaks. It'd be green. It'd be green. It hurts. Take that money away. Yo, uh, you know, because let me say this. 
They don't curtail their spending habits because money's not coming in. No, 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 no. No, that's not how it is. They think they're going to play like they live like this forever. So you're still a Miami Heat fan? Love the Heat. Can't wait. Such a freaking liar. Can't wait. You're, I mean, just a, you know what? I you're just such a liar. He, he just can't stand Simmons. All right. Anyway, more more to come as they can't trade Ben Simmons. So the the whole he's got propaganda. Yeah. So shut up and toughen up. I mean, Iverson got traded, and all of a sudden, Matt Geiger didn't let him get traded. So shut up and play. Let's see what you got. You're supposed to be this greatest player of all time. Let's see it. The goat, Ben Simmons. You know, let's see it. Let's see it. Let's see it. You've been working on this jumper in the gym. Let's see it. Jumpers broke, man. All right. Now, do you want to make this official tonight? Where are you at? Indy, Baltimore. I'm, it's still seven, so I'm going to give I, you the I seven. I like Baltimore. I think I would lay the seven. I like Baltimore. I don't trust Carson Wentz. I told you I was off Carson Wentz. I don't trust him. I don't trust Frank Wright to go. I mean, he's going to go for it on fourth down. He's going to upset me. He's going to upset me. He's going to go for it on fourth down when he should kick the field goal. But you do like Frank. I do, but I think he makes takes too many cavalier chances. Okay. Trust issues with your boy. Now, 46 total. Where you at? Uh, I, I lean over. Well, winning records when the Colts less, uh, what, they're 7-0 to the over. The last, uh, last seven times they played a team with a winning record. That is the Ravens, whatever it means as far as the stat. Okay, listen. Uh, go find Ben and make it work because it sounds like he's coming back to your second favorite team in the NBA. That's your that's your job on your day off. Down Broad Street, we're gonna have a parade down. I, and I know who's gonna lead the parade. He's mad at you too. You haven't talked to him. He's very who's upset. This? You haven't talked to him, Mr. Berman. You better talk. You me, are me and Bill out. Berman dating? Did I miss something? I'm trying out. to. I'm trying to figure. He's upset. Hey, hey, we'll we'll work it out. Have a great Monday, Michael. Thank you. Odds on's Thank coming you, up Thanks, next. Matt Santos. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.